0: The same thing that keeps your favorite team competitive year after year after year for a couple decades now is the same thing that at this stage of its evolution holds it back. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place That you found this. You need competition in a training camp setting. You need competition for jobs. You need competition for depth chart slotting. You need competition. That applies whether your roster is built to contend for the Stanley Cup or whether it's at the lowest possible ebb. And I will remind you. Then in 2016 and 2017, the last two years, this team won a championship. There was competition brought in, in mid-season, and it came from younger players. It came from that group. Brian Rust, Tom Kuhn-Hackle, Scott Wilson, Connor Sherry, the following year, Jake Gensel. There was that little extra edge that was delivered in the process, something Chris Koonitz told me about in that first year, openly, because he was one of the guys that wasn't getting it done. Pascal Dupuis was one of the guys that wasn't getting it done. And along come these kids, and what do you know? All of a sudden, everybody's analyzing their own video going, what's wrong with me? Not that these guys weren't the proudest of professionals. I don't mean to cite them as any kind of negative examples in that regard. This is human nature. You're going to run harder when you have somebody behind you. Simple as that. This team is going to enter a camp, I'm going to tell you this right now, in which such a scenario is immensely unlikely. And I would love nothing more than to see that get blown up. Who's going to do that? It's not a long list. I don't need to tell anybody listening to a show called Daily Shot of Penguins that there aren't many prospects in the fold. And the ones they have aren't that close. But it can be anybody. It can be just somebody getting hot and having a great camp. It can be one of these several guys they've just signed to PTOs, personal tryouts. And if it is, great. I don't believe that there are jobs open, but I also wouldn't put my life on the line and commit to saying that the third right-handed defense slot is taken by Chad Ruedel or Mark Friedman. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say that this team's third or fourth lines are set in some sort of stone. Not with my life on the line, anyway. I wouldn't say that the backup goaltending job is set in stone because I don't trust Alex Nedeljkovic, never have. So on that note, instead of making this ambiguous or vague or whatever, I'm going to throw out three names of players slash prospects who I feel can come in and be disruptors. And I'm going to start with one who has a 0.0000% chance of making the team, but he can Make a difference. And that's Braden Yeager, the first round pick just now, this summer. Now, management will tell you, and the kid will tell you himself, he needs to bulk up. He needs to get stronger. That's a message that was sent to him in development camp. But he's got something that everybody in hockey wants at all levels of this game. He can score. He can shoot and score. He can take the puck from multiple different scenarios and situations and even distances and score. And that's the most coveted skill of all. And if he can do that in a camp setting, I guess one one way to draw a comparison point there is when Nathan Legere, who's now out of the system, obviously, since he was Part of the three team, Eric Carlson trade ended up in his native Montreal, was popping some goals in training camp and then even a couple in a preseason game at PPG Paints Arena and strangely, even Jim Rutherford was moved to say, you know, we're not ruling out that he could make the team or whatever. That's because scoring goals has an outsized influence on everything. And if that kid can come in and just, I'm telling you, just finish a few and have everybody talking about him, it has a motivational effect. It just does. Guys who have been scorers their whole lives don't like to see someone else come along and score more, okay? Number two, I'm going to go with Ty Smith. Do you remember that Ty Smith exists? Do you remember that he's the guy? that Ron Hextall got from the Devils in exchange for John Marino, who ended up becoming the Devils' number one defenseman while Smith was languishing in Wilkes-Barre. Yes, that Ty Smith. I'm not going to pretend in Smith's case either that he has a good chance of cracking the defense core. However, Smith showed very well in camp last year Mike Sullivan and Todd Reardon both express a lot of enthusiasm about how he performed, especially offensively. I mean, that's who he is, but including his, his upgrades and his improvements in his own end. But here again, Smith can make a very visible difference when he's attacking. He will hold on to the puck For a long time, it's unusually long, so you will notice him when he's out there, and I think that can make a difference. That can get some people to pay attention, and look, if he were to have some super spectacular camp, you tell me if P.O. Joseph has the number three spot among left-handed defensemen locked up. You tell me, right? Would you put your life on it? Mm Mm-hmm. Last one, and that is a goaltender. And while I don't feel any better about Magnus Helberg than I do Nedeljkovic, I will say that, my, my goodness, can you imagine if for the first time in forever a young goaltender rose up in this organization? How long has it been? Well, Joel Blomqvist is not seen as some uh, blue chip goaltending prospect, but he is the Penguins' best goaltending prospect. He is only 22 years old. He did get a taste of professional hockey and handled himself pretty well in that regard overseas. And you never know. You never know. I, I, I can tell you here again, there's a 0.00000 whatever. And I'll throw in as well that Blomquist didn't stand out at all at the development camp scrimmage that I covered. That was kind of disappointing for me. I wanted to see one goalie, you know, make a, a showing for himself. And that didn't happen, not just for Blomquist, didn't happen for any of them. But you never know. You never know. Imagine, imagine a young goaltender pushing Tristan Jari when we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Terrence, who says, DK, longtime fan. I'm a Canadian now living in South Korea, I grew up loving the Mario Lemieux Yarmir Yager era, and I continue to love and follow the Penguins with the shotgun makeup of this roster, with the incredible Eric Carlson acquisition, with the aging but still consistent Hall of Famers, the headstrong and championship proven head coach and the new GM. I am hopeful for this new season. I think we all are. But what else can we do but hope? Well, uh, Terrence, the, the thing that comes to mind here is your phrase there in the middle about the consistency of the Hall of Famers in the lot. The consistency actually applies to a significant percentage of this roster. Ricard Raquel's is not going into the Hall of Fame but he's a really consistent guy. He's money in the bank as far as what you're going to get out of him in terms of uh, effort, smarts, and of course, production. I would say the same applies to Jake Gensel. Brian Rust, down year, still popped 20. And there's a lot of that even beyond the three guys who are headed to the Hall of Fame or four if you consider Chris Letang to be in that class. That tells you that the team is going to be, by default, here comes that word again. I used it in the opening segment. It's not necessarily a compliment. Competitive. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be the team, just like this past season, that can play any opponent anywhere and beat them. And you won't be the slightest bit surprised. You know what I'm talking about. When the Penguins took down the Avalanche, what did you think? Eh, I mean, yeah, okay, nice W, but whatever, right? When they kept finding different ways, not just to beat the Lightning, but to crush the Lightning, it's been going on for two years now, you never get surprised. But the consistency has to notch up to another level, and that's why I keep emphasizing Above and beyond everything else, defending, being in someone's face—they're uh, one and the same. For checking and defending, certainly within the Mike Sullivan approach, are one and the same. Because if you're in somebody's face in the offensive zone and you're not letting them break out, guess what—you're defending. You're not doing it in your own zone, but you're defending. You're making things difficult for the opponent and, at the same time, making things easier for your teammates to capitalize on that and create some offense of their own. That's got to happen here. That's got to be instilled. That's got to come from the head coach and then from him through the team's leadership on down. And above all, that's got to be buttressed by elite Goaltending. I don't believe that the constitution of this roster is sufficient to have any expectations that the Penguins will suddenly become some sort of clamp down outfit. It's not going to happen. But if you play hard, if you defend hard, if you forecheck hard, if you track back hard in the neutral zone, and your goaltender's there for you that can be a very good defensive team overall lots of pieces go into that though lots of pieces i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of penguins gonna do another one of these tomorrow